This is All Things Therapy, where we are changing consciousness, one conversation at a time. And I'm Lisa Tahir, your host. Hello there. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker offering you various modalities to heal your emotional wounding and vulnerabilities. You can reach out to me through my website, which is nolatherapy.com. It stands for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy, reflecting the two places that I live and work. I want to move immediately into bringing our guest on. I am delighted to have Dr. Daniel Amen with us today. He is an award-winning researcher, a board-certified child and adolescent psychiatrist, neuroscientist. He's a 12-time New York Times bestseller, and he's the founder and CEO of the Amen Clinics holding the world's largest database of functional brain scans related to human behavior. Today, we're discussing his most recent book, which connects the dots between our behaviors and our brains. This book, Change Your Brain Every Day. And Dr. Amen, I'm going to bring you in the stream. Hello. Hi, Lisa. How are you today? I am awesome and grateful you're helping me share this message that we're not dealing with mental illnesses, we're dealing with brain health issues. If we can change the conversation, um, we're just going to be so much better. And Dr. Amen, that was a point I had jotted down. So maybe to start here, I love where you speak about in your book about changing our terminology from mental health to brain health, as you just said, because that is more accurate and it shifts the conversation from one that feels blameful and stigmatizing to offering medical solutions. Can you talk more about that? So at Amen Clinics, over the last 33 years, we've been looking at the brain. We do a study called Brain Spect Imaging. Spect looks at blood flow and activity, looks at how the brain works. And the scans taught us that most psychiatric illnesses are not mental health issues, they're brain health issues. Get your brain healthy and your mind will follow your brain, the physical moment by moment functioning of your brain creates your mind. And when your brain's not right, your mind's not right. And even when I was a medical student, I remember hating the term mental illness mm -hmm. because when you call someone mental, you shame them. When you call them a brain, you elevate them. And it's more accurate to say your brain is not functioning as well as it could be, rather than you have a mental illness. Nobody wants a mental illness. Right. Everybody wants a better brain. So what if um, mental health was really brain health? It changes everything, Lisa. 
because, you know, as a licensed clinical social worker, you spend your day dealing with someone's mind. But in your training, you probably got very little on how to optimize someone's brain. Right. And when you optimize their brain, they feel better, they're happier, their energy is better, but their relationships are better. Their work is better. Their money is better mm -hmm. because all of that comes from the decisions your brain makes, the physical functioning of your brain. And when you see it like that, all of a sudden you have to eat right. You need to exercise. You need to stop smoking pot and stop drinking because those things damage your brain. Dr. Amen, you talk in your book about the brain as an organ of intelligence, as you were just speaking, how our brain creates our emotional states. And when I was going through social work school, this was definitely not being taught. 25 years ago. And in my practice, I've always had an aversion as well to, to mental illness. You talk about approaching our brain and habits. Is this good for my brain or bad for it? And your book goes through 365 days of things we can do to optimize our brain health. Can you talk more about that? Is this good for my brain or bad for it? So, I worked with BJ Fogg from Stanford. He runs the persuasive technology lab on how people change. And most people don't make huge changes all at once that he talks about tiny habits. What's the smallest thing I can do today that will make the biggest difference. And we worked together for six months. And the mother tiny habit, the most important tiny habit, if you just put this three second question in the front of your mind or the front of your brain, it changes everything if you love yourself. And the question is, whatever you're going to do, so I have green tea here, um, whatever you're going to do is ask yourself, is this good for my brain or bad for it? And if you can answer that question with information, which I give plenty of in the book, mm -hmm. and love, love of yourself, love of your family, love of the reason you're on earth, um, you just start making better decisions. You realize the deep dish Chicago pizza is not good for your brain that alcohol is not a health food, that marijuana is not innocuous, that you should put down your gadgets and go to bed on time because you love and mm -hmm. care for your brain. <coughs> I organized the book um, around these sort of daily habits and they're 366, because next year's leap year, short essays on the most important things I've ever said, but really it's to help you have a better brain and a better life. You know, you also add in some of your personal 
uh, like things that I think make you interesting, like your seahorse analogy for the hippocampus of the brain. And it wasn't until reading this that I really can picture now the hippocampus. Can you talk about your seahorse collection and this analogy that you share in the book? So hippocampus is Greek for seahorse or sea monster because it is in that shape deep in the middle parts of your brain. Um, and the hippocampus is about memory and mood and spatial orientation. It's really important. And it's one of the few areas of the brain that every day produces about 700 new stem cells. Wow. And one of my patients uh, was having trouble getting her to stop smoking pot. And I knew she was an animal lover. And I said, you know, every day your hippocampus, so think of that as the seahorses in your brain, have 700 new babies. Wow. And the marijuana is murdering the babies. Mm. <laughs> And her eyes got really big. And she said, Dr. Raymond, that's so unfair. You know, I'm an animal lover. And uh, she stopped smoking pot. Wow. Be because if you're smart, why would you damage the part of you that makes you you? Yeah. And, right. you know, we're just out of control in our society where there's a pot dispensary here in Southern California on every street, it yeah. seems. And, and nobody's saying BS to this. It's right. like, oh, you know, it's innocuous. It's good medicine. It treats PTSD. And young people are using more marijuana now than ever. And if you're young and using, it increases the risk of anxiety, depression, suicide, and psychosis in your 20s. This is not okay, right? There's, in my mind, as a neuroscientist, yeah. there's just nothing about this that is okay. You know, Dr. Amen, in thinking of the potential that our brains have and how powerful our brains are, what really struck me in your book, and I just want to read it because this was my this is mind blowing to me that our brains have the storage capacity of 6 million years of the wall street journal and 100 billion neurons are communicating and connecting with all of our other cells and our bodies and that's just mind blowing our capacity why why aren't we using more of this computer and amazing potential that we have that's a really great question, Lisa. I think the reason we're not using it more is we don't love our brains. Wow. So I live in Newport Beach, California, where we have more plastic surgeons than almost anywhere in the world. And I often say we care more about our faces, our boobs, our bellies, and our butts than we do our brain. And that's insane. Mm -hmm. um, when I first saw my own brain, I was 37. Okay. And I was already a double board certified psychiatrist. I was board certified in general psychiatry and child and adolescent psychiatry. I was the top uh, neuroscience student in medical school. Wow. And I didn't care at all about my own brain because I hadn't seen it. And then I saw my brain and I, it's not healthy mm. because 
I played football in high school. I had meningitis twice as a young soldier. I had bad habits like being overweight and not sleeping. And I saw it and I'm like, no, I am not okay with this. And I developed a concept I talk about in the book called brain envy. I always say Freud was wrong. Penis envy is not the cause of anybody's <laughs> I haven't seen it once in 40 years as a psychiatrist. Um, it's We need to teach people to love, and nurture, and care for our brains. If you want a way out of the mental health epidemic in this country, it's through brain health. Mm -hmm. It's not through SSRIs. It's not through benzos. It's not through more marijuana or more alcohol. No, those are the things that keep us crushed by this epidemic. It's eating right. It's exercising. It's managing your mind um, rather than allowing social media to manage it for you. Yes. Dr. Eamon, in this vein of nurturing our brains and looking at the solution, in that vein, you also have founded BrainMD, a nutraceutical company. Will you talk to us about supplements that that like really help our brains from you, an expert on the brain, and what your company offers that we can take to help at that cellular level? Well, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, I started looking at the brain in 1991. Um, I began to realize some of the medications I was taught to prescribe, opiates, benzodiazepines, were clearly not good for the brain. And I'm like, okay, well, if I can't give you a benzo to manage your anxiety, what are natural things I can mm -hmm. do that won't hurt you? And there's a whole research base on GABA and theanine and magnesium and ashwagandha uh, on ginkgo. And I became an expert at natural ways to heal the brain. And uh, about 15 years ago, I founded BrainMD, uh, which provides high quality uh, supplements. We call them nutraceuticals because they have a pharmaceutical effect. But we use research-based nutraceuticals in clinically effective doses. And so when you often, if you go to Whole Foods or you go to the local health food store, there's so many choices. So many. That people don't know what to do. And I'm like, well, let me tell you what to do based on what I do for yeah. my own patients. So one of my favorite supplements is called Happy Saffron. It's got saffron, zinc, and curcumins in it. And it's like, so what's the science? There's 24 randomized controlled trials showing that saffron is equally effective to Prozac, Effexor, wow. Lexapro, Zoloft to boost your mood. But yet rather than take away your sexual function, it enhances it. Wow. Rather than take away your memory, it enhances it. Yeah. And so I'm a huge fan of Happy Saffron for the saffron that's in it, but also zinc and curcumins. I think everybody should take a good multiple vitamin. 
is we live in a nutrient deficient society and Neurovite Plus is, I think, the best one that I've ever seen. I mean, we created it so me and my family and my patients would take it. Um, Everybody should take high quality omega-3 fatty acid. We have omega-3 power. We also, for people who don't like taking capsules, we have omega-3 power squeeze, which is an incredibly delicious fish oil. Um, I know that sounds funny. Uh, But that's awesome for people that don't, that have an issue with taking capsules. Right. And then we have Bright Minds Powder. If you want to keep your brain healthy or rescue it, you have to prevent or treat the 11 major risk factors that steal your mind. And so we took Neurovite Plus and Brain and Memory Power Boost, another really powerful supplement, put it together in a powder that you can put. I just had mine, put it in a shake every morning. So we have lots of nutrients. And if people want to know what might be good for them, we actually have an online quiz called Brain Health Assessment, brainhealthassessment.com. It'll tell you which of the 16 brain types you have and what supplements, uh, nutraceuticals might be good for you. Dr. Amen, this is excellent. I'm definitely going to have brainmd.com as a link in the show note. And when I was going through grad school, I used to try to think of ways to optimize my brain 25 years ago. And I actually came up with a concoction of GABA, coenzyme Q10, and 5-HTP that I would just, you know, get it, say, whole foods and take back then, not knowing that there's like real science to this. But just in my own research, I had found that back then. Well, and we have a product I love uh, called Neuralink that has GABA, 5-HTP, and L-tyrosine. Okay. And it helps support GABA, serotonin, and dopamine. And oh, this it's is excellent. one of our most popular products for a long time. Okay, I'm so excited because I'm looking for a solid uh, psychotrope alternative to share with my clients. So thank you. This is it. Dr. Amen, I'm going to take a minute to share Magic Mind with our audience, and I'll bring you right back in. Thank you. You're welcome. You know that if you've been listening to All Things Therapy, I drink Magic Mind. It's a nootropic that has ingredients like ashwagandha, ceremonial grade matcha, green tea containing L-theanine that helps extend the positive effects of caffeine. And I've gone from drinking three cups of black coffee to not even finishing one. And it's just been remarkable to me. There's also vitamin C, echinacea, and Magic Mind wants to offer you a 56% discount to subscribe to them or a 20% discount to just try them out. Go to magicmind.co forward slash Lisa, my first name, and use discount code Lisa to try them out and see for yourself. Dr. Amen, I'm going to bring you back in. And so you have a podcast. You and your wife have a podcast with over a thousand episodes, The Brain Warrior's Way. And your wife is successful in her own like vein and her own creations. How did you and she start this podcast? Um, we wrote a book together called The Brain Warrior's Way because we realized 
for us, for our families, that you're in a war for the health of your brain. Everywhere you go, someone is trying to shove bad food down your throat mm. that will kill you early. Everywhere you go, um, someone is showing you negative news that pours toxic thoughts down your head. Everywhere you go, um, someone's trying to give you a gadget to addict you uh, and steal your mind. If a product's free, think Facebook or Instagram, um, if a product's free, then you are the product. Mm. Uh, it's how they influence or change you. Mm -hmm. And so Tana and I um, wanted to do a podcast together to just transfer the knowledge we have to the people that follow us. And it's great fun. We figured out how to work together. So that's awesome. We, we're not stressed. Um, yeah. She sometimes will kick me under the table. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's just been a joy uh, to work with her. You know, something you, this is re reminding me in your book, you even talk about um, how to embed ourselves in our partner's brain. And you spoke about with your wife, association with flowers. Can you talk about that? Because I just thought it was like, wow, like these embedding ourselves in our partner's brain positively. Well, you have to ask yourself what the goal is. So I do this with all of my patients. And another little tiny habit or phrase is, does it fit? Does my behavior fit the goals I have for my life? And so with Tana, I'm very clear. I want a kind, caring, loving, supportive, passionate relationship. I always want that. I don't always feel like that. I get rude thoughts that come in my head. <laughs> and I'm like, don't say that, right? Some people go, oh, you should be able to say anything you want. It's like, that is so stupid. Yeah. You should always filter what you yes. say through your goals. Does wow. it? fit. And if I want a kind, caring, loving, supportive, passionate relationship with her, well, I want to be in her head in a loving way, in an exciting way, not in a stressful way. And so um, I think the story you're referring to at one point, I surprised her with the most beautiful yes. flowers that embedded me in her head. In a, in a good way. Now I said, look, if you're new in a relationship and you're sort of not serious about it, yeah. don't do these things because you'll get someone connected to you and then you'll be off to the next person and you will have broken their brain. Mm. You know, I would say if you've broken yeah. their heart, but you don't really break their heart. You break their brain. Right. Wow. Dr. Amit, so this is something personally I'm curious about. Having known people that have MS and uh, thinking about the brain, the brain stem, are there ways to help a brain that has MS? So if you think of MS, it's your body's mad at you. Your body has somehow decided to hurt you. Mm. So think of MS as an autoimmune disorder, which means your body sees your own tissue as the enemy. And so it attacks itself. And with MS, it attacks the myelin sheath on your nerves. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of go, why? Yeah. Is your body mad? And I have one of my friends who had a very severe case of MS, and then she completely changed everything. She stopped drinking. She completely changed her diet to be a low inflammatory, plant-based, nutrient-rich diet. Uh, She focused on decreasing her stress. She focused on sleep. And 10 years later, the lesions in her brain had significantly decreased. And when she started this, she was headed toward a wheelchair. And now she works out three or four times a week. Yeah. So too often people go, I have an autoimmune disorder without ever asking, well, why do you have an autoimmune disorder? You know, why is your body so mad at you? Sometimes it's early childhood stress. Mm. And a huge study on adverse childhood experiences uh, and find it changes your brain, makes it much more likely for you to feel pain, emotional pain and physical pain. So often healing the hurts from the past, getting your diet right, the right type of nutrients can clearly help slow the progression of MS. And another group of people think hyperbaric oxygen is very helpful. Okay. Something I recommend a lot. Okay. Thank you for this. I just wanted to ask for those I have in mind. Dr. Amen, you end your book with a section about tiny habits for your mind to do daily. And I was curious about what your morning routine looks like, what your health practices look like. Would you share those with us, things that you do each day and weekly? Start every day with today is going to be a great day. I meditate on what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I carry around the question, good for my brain or bad for it, good for my brain or bad for it. I just turned 69 this year and I've seen way too many 69 year old brains and they look terrible as a group. So I'm like, not okay with that. So what can I do to improve my brain? My favorite daily exercise that I've done probably 10 years now is when I go to bed at night, I say a prayer and then I go, what went well today? And I start at the beginning of the day and just go hour by hour looking for what I liked about my day. And that has been so helpful. And I remember about three years ago, my dad died. Um, And it was in the beginning of the COVID pandemic. And um, it was, you know, in the top four worst days of my life. I'm sorry for your loss. And I went to bed that night and I went, what went well today? <laughs> and I sort of juggled. It's like, really? We're doing yeah. this today? But it's my habit, right? The brain is actually very lazy. What you teach it to do, what you allow it to do, it will continue to do. So it's my habit. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about this very funny interaction between my mom and the police officer. I thought about all the texts I got from my friends who love me, um, who found out about it. And then I thought about holding my dad's hand, which was just so soft, before Mm. the mortuary took him away. 
And then I went to sleep on a night I usually would not have slept. Yeah. So learning to discipline your mind is so important so that you can feel good on the good days and feel okay on the bad days. And it didn't mean I didn't grieve. I mean, I still grieve, but it meant that I'm in control of my mind rather than let whatever circumstance happens that day be in control. I appreciate you sharing that memory and, and this vulnerability. I'm a big believer in using my mind to set the tone of my life versus my emotions, that my mind will create my life and not be swayed by all of the emotions we might feel throughout a day. And I know you're about that as well. Your whole book gives us practices to be able to start doing that for ourselves. We can learn to discipline our minds or suffer with an undisciplined mind. And that's why, you know, I wrote Change Your Brain Every Day so people, you know, in just little tiny pieces could spend three or four minutes with it a day and in a year dramatically have changed everything in their life for a good way. And Dr. Amen, can any of us come to the Amen Clinics to have our brain, to get that image of our brain to see the health that it's in? I know you have 11 clinics as of now around the country. Yes. For wow. We've seen from 155 countries. If you want to look at your brain, you know, go to amenclinics.com, fill out a form or call us, and we'd be happy to assess and optimize your brain. That's awesome. And lastly, I found out that you also have amenuniversity.com, which offers courses on practical neuroscience. Wow. So our goal is to end mental illness by creating a revolution in brain health. Amen University is our educational uh, arm that we train therapists, we train companies, we train churches, we train individuals who want to have a better brain and a better life. We have a brand new course called Brain Thrive by Five for uh, preschool, kindergarten, grade one kids, little kids, teaching them to love and care for their brain. You know, I often say McDonald's is coming after your children. Yeah. Facebook is coming after your children. Yeah. Well, I want to as well. I just want to come at, after them with brain health in mind. Um, we have a course called Brain Thrive by 25 for high school and uh, middle school kids. And it decreases drug, alcohol, and tobacco use, decreases depression, improves self-esteem because we teach people to love and care for their brains. Mm. So check out Amen University. There's lots of very cool stuff. Absolutely. Dr. Amen, is there anything left unsaid for, for now that you would like to share before we end? You are not stuck with the brain you have. You can make it better, I can prove it. So many people are like, oh, I don't wanna see what I've done to my mm. brain. 
that's sort of like if you knew a train was going to hit you, wouldn't you want to know so you could get out of the way? Yes. And people often go, I did the big NFL study when the NFL was sort of lying. They had a problem with concussion and mm -hmm. football. And some of the players go, oh, I don't want to know. And I'm like, you want to know because then you can do something about it. If you just stay in denial, it'll just get worse and worse over time. So you want to know so you can do something about it. Absolutely. Dr. Amen, thank you. This is wonderful. Anything I can do to support you in the future, please let me know. And thank you so much for your time and your work. Thanks, Lisa. What You're welcome. Bye. That concludes today's episode with Dr. Daniel Amen. It will be in the show notes. You can go to amenclinics.com, amenuniversity.com, brainmd.com. And with that, all of my love. Mwah. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review All Things Therapy on the platform you're listening from. And let's connect on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at NOLA Therapy, the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, reflecting my two favorite cities. And let's keep changing consciousness one conversation at a time.